And we just asked Taya a little bit about this season being very unique. There's so many players that have had a unique path to finding a spot on a team this season. Um, I would like to ask you, generally speaking, what you think that shows about the, the state of women's basketball and maybe the resiliency that the women's game has, whether it's coming from the WNBA, other places, or even from the college game. Um, as you can see, like you can see women's basketball is starting to grow. So we need more teams, of course, because there's so much talent coming out of college. But um, I think it's a great, I mean, we all knew that we're great. We knew that women are special. And now like the world obviously gets to see how great we are and how much we bring to the table more than just basketball. Hello, women's basketball fans. Welcome to another Tuesday here on Locked on Women's Basketball. I am your Tuesday host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I think Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert did a great job giving you our midway power rankings, so I'll riff off of that a little bit. But you heard that clip in the beginning from Rashonda Gray talking about this unique season and so many opportunities have opened up for different players for different reasons and I want to get into that a little bit about what's unique about the Wubble season and how coaches and players are having to adjust and some teams and some players are doing it well and others are really struggling but first let's get into some news we of course get our players of the week aka players of the wubble so we have that news congratulations clap it up for nafisa collier and dewana bonner nafisa collier is your western conference player of the wubble uh she and the minnesota lynx went two and one last week where fee averaged 18.3 points 13 rebounds and three assists per game now, there were some media clips going around. Fee really has her sights set on eventually winning an MVP of the league and a championship. And she's she comes from good pedigree, of course, from UConn, and now is with Cheryl Reeve and her amazing uh, group of assistant coaches, Katie Smith, Rebecca Brunson, um, you know, Planette Pearson, it, just so many players that she can learn from and playing alongside Sylvia Faust. So I really am excited to see where Nafisa takes her game in this season. She she put it out there. So, you know, that's the tea with A and V. We'll talk a little bit about her podcast with Asia, um, Asia Wilson. Dewana Bonner for the Connecticut Sun. Clap it up for Dewana. I gotta get like sound effects or something, but <laughs> Dewana Bonner is your Eastern Conference Player of the Week, aka Player of the Wubble. Um, Dewana and the Connecticut Sun went three and one for last week, where Dewana herself averaged 15 points, eight rebounds, and 2.3 steals per game. Now, Dewana has been putting in a lot of minutes, not all of her games have been pretty for this Connecticut Sun team when. She came over in free agency, a lot of excitement about Dewana, but she's playing a different role. She's playing a different role with this Connecticut team. I think when Dewana signed, we didn't know that Shakina Strickland was leaving. We didn't know that Courtney Williams was leaving. 
And Dewana has always been a part of a big three, but she's been that role player, right? She's been, um, I don't even know if many would consider her kind of the Scotty Pippen, but I don't know, maybe the Rodman. But anyway, she, she was playing alongside Diana Taurasi, playing alongside, alongside Brittany Griner. And those elements are not necessarily built into this Connecticut team. She's been uh, a workhorse for Connecticut. And, um, you know, now she's getting a little bit of support. I want to talk about Brianna Jones. Brianna Jones is like low-key putting on. I don't see a lot of people talking about her for, you know, most improved player or whatnot. But Brianna Jones has been a steady force for this Connecticut Sun team. Um, And I think that more players are going to have to step up and establish themselves for Dewana to continue to be successful. Of course, we know Alyssa Thomas is, you want to talk about a workhorse, Alyssa Thomas is it. Jasmine Thomas going back and forth this season, but I think uh, the Sun really want to get her locked in as well. So um, I'll get into the Connecticut Sun more in a week or so, but I just wanted to give a little bit of love to Connecticut, give a little bit of love to Dewana Bonner, obviously give some love to Nafisa Collier, and those are your players of the week, or as I like to say, your players of the wobble. Uh, a few other updates. There was a lot of movement, and shout out to it was Lindsay Gibbs um, for sure. I saw a few people tweeting this, but in his media availability, and we'll hear from Mike Tebow later in the show, but in his media availability, Mike Tebow was letting on that there were some requirements as far as guaranteed contracts that needed to be signed uh, by yesterday, by Monday, um, and that would impact uh, basically player salaries and and what they get paid out. So um, I don't want to get into the technicalities right now, but all that to say that we did see some player movement and Washington was a key piece of that cog. So now I had been questioning for so long, like what is going to happen if players are injured, emergency, um, you know, you need to sign an emergency hardship. Well, Washington did that. They dipped down to, I believe, eight players available. You have uh, Shea Petty dealing with injury, Ariel Powers with injury. Of course, we know they were wiped out with no Elena Deladon, no Natasha Cloud, no Tina Charles who came over in free agency. So Washington, they had that quick start, but they've really been grappling with injury and, and some roster changes. So one of the things that we saw is that the Washington Mystics waived Essence Carson, has played with Phoenix, has played with New York, has played in Los Angeles. She was waived by Washington, but she stayed in the bubble, in the wobble. And this is one of the things that Kurt Miller was describing to me when I asked him about this. Um, but Kurt Miller was saying that, you know, it is a challenge to manage a roster and to manage injuries when you know that it's upwards of 14 days, and this is something Bill Beard told me earlier in the season, it's upwards of 14 days total that a player has to go through protocol before they can even attend practice. 
But one of the ways, one of the ways to get around that is as players are released by other teams, they're already in the bubble. As long as they maintain, um, you know, no positive tests, then they're available. And this is really important now because these are players that are already broken in and they're already, you know, allegedly, supposedly game fit. So what we saw is that although Carson, Essence Carson got waived by Washington, she was immediately picked up by the Connecticut Sun. But in order to make room for Carson, Jackie, I think it's Gramellos. I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm sorry, Jackie. But she was waived. Um, we also saw that Washington picked up or signed Shug Sutton. Now, they had picked her up in the draft, but um, because they had to bring down their roster back in May, for that first paycheck. And again, you'll hear from Mike Tebow. We'll get into the technicality of that. Uh, she never even attended training camp, but uh, she was a part of the, the team for a little bit there. And so they wanted to bring her in. And really interesting how Mike Tebow breaks this down. But again, you'll hear from him shortly. Other thing, Paris Key, according to Jackie Powell, is in the Wubble. She was signed by the New York Liberty. And um, she's starting her quarantine period as of yesterday, according to Jackie Powell, who is on the New York Liberty beat for the next. Other two things want to shout out Christina Williams, or three things. Christina Williams gave us some news from the Wubble. Apparently, Neka Agumike and ESPN are working on a documentary uh, from the Wubble. And NECA, according to Christina Williams of Girl Talk Sports, is going to be the producer. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Another thing that we heard from Christina first um, was that the WNBA filed for a trademark for Wobble. Yeah. So does that mean there's merch coming? Is that going to play into the documentary? We will see. And the third thing that I want to tell you about is that uh, DoorDash is now a sponsor of the NBA, NBA 2K, and the WNBA. So all of the NBA kind of umbrella leagues. Now, what the cool thing about this that I personally like, and you know I do the social justice uh, pieces, we'll have Bria Felician on later in the week to talk about that. But this is also uh, the announcement of the sponsorship and partnership comes along with the Play It Forward Challenge, where DoorDash is encouraging their customers and people to really support Black-owned businesses. So not just through the DoorDash app where you can order your food and whatnot, zero zero uh, delivery fees for all Black-owned businesses, um, but also they're going to be financially supporting Black-owned businesses. So this is also, um, they're also partnering with the National Urban League. So for every order placed from a Black-owned restaurant, DoorDash, their platform will make a donation up to $100,000. So this is really cool. Uh, although it's a lot of the statements were focused on the NBA, the WNBA also has this partnership because, again, they're, they have a partnership um, and the NBA essentially owns 50% of the WNBA. Um, so <clears throat> first of all, I see that some players are looking for codes. Everyone's in the wobble. They want to order food. Um But again, it has this really cool um, slant as far as focusing on black businesses, which I think is really cool. Coming up 
in a little bit on the show, I want to get into some of those difficulties that teams are having. So I talked a little bit about Washington and their turnover. Um, So I'm going to talk about Dallas. Oof, I'm going to talk about New York really struggling. We're going to talk about Washington and a few other teams that are balancing very unique circumstances in the wobble. So that's coming up. But I mentioned DoorDash. And so not only is DoorDash partnering with the WNBA, but they are also sponsoring your favorite podcast. Yes, Locked On Women's Basketball and the Locked On Podcast Network. So at this time when we are remaining, you know, and keeping our social distance, we're remaining kind of quarantined, we want everyone to be safe. Restaurants have had a tough time. I'm here in New York, and you see that restaurants have had to get creative because there's no indoor dining. So we see small little gazebos and things like that popping up. But one thing that has remained constant is delivery. And DoorDash is the app that brings your food that you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and the food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off system that is being enacted. So there's so many different restaurants, there's so many different options, and again, DoorDash is committed to also supporting Black-owned businesses in their partnership with the NBA and the like. And again, that is called the Play It Forward Challenge. So go to DoorDash, go to the app, look up your favorite type of food and look to see if there's any black owned businesses that will deliver to your area. And because you are an avid listener of Locked On Women's Basketball, right now, our listeners will get $5 off and zero delivery fees for their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app, and you enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the app and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, LOCKEDONNBA is your code. They are sponsoring us. They are focused on Black-owned businesses for the Play It Forward. So definitely go check out DoorDash. All right, now that hopefully you have your lunch or dinner ordered and delivered safely by DoorDash, let's get into some of the teams that have struggled in the wobble. Um, And again, Gabe and Amy yesterday for Locked On Women's Basketball broke down the midway power rankings and 9 through 12 for both of them a little bit of change in 9 and 10 but are definitely Washington Indiana Atlanta and New York so I want to focus in on New York and Washington because I was able to listen to their media availabilities (sighs) New York New York New York New York Wall Hopkins was probably the most down that I've seen him after their second loss of the season to the Minnesota Lynx. And he said his team flat out did not show up for four quarters. He was very um, disappointed. He felt that his team came out flat again. And this this is uh, conversations that he's had with media uh, about the team coming out flat and obviously that he's had with his team None too pleased, none too pleased. And, you know, I'm going to be very interested to hear from New York. They'll have media availability today. Today is Tuesday, August 18th. 
um, to kind of see how he is dealing with that with a very young team. Um, but if you want a little bit of, as Gabe said yesterday, a little bit of the wobble tea, I'm going to do a deeper dive for the New York Liberty team on my show that I do, which is called Gotta Get Up comes from the OG New York Liberty theme song, and I'm going live. I'm going live tonight at 8 p.m. It's kind of a little bit of a pregame as the New York Liberty take on the Seattle Storm in what will be their 11th game of the season. So we're at the midway point, and I'm going to give you the real real about the New York Liberty because, man, are they struggling. And now I want to talk about Washington Uh, We're going to hear from Mike Tebow, head coach Mike Tebow, in a little bit because I want you to hear from him why he felt bringing in Suge was a good move, why he felt that getting rid of Carson at this point in time was a good move, and there's a lot of strategy that's going into this. So let's listen to Mike Tebow talk about his recent roster moves and how that plays into the bigger picture. Um, well, the first question, uh, you know, Suge uh, was part of our lot, a lot of our Zoom calls after we drafted her and had the playbook and was able to watch and see things uh, until we had to let her go, you know, back whatever that date was, uh, May, whatever it was, you know, before the first paychecks came out. So um, she was able to watch it. Um, and then even today from her room, we, she could watch practice on a Zoom call. Uh, she has the playbook, but it's going to take a little bit of time to get up to speed. But, you know, again, um, my concern is the long term. Uh, every coach wants to win games right now. But, I, you know, I had a meeting with our team and I'm going to meet with our veterans. You know, there's there's the short term and the long term. And, and for me, uh, the long term is actually more important than the short term. And so uh i'll be patient with suge and and give her this opportunity of half a season to kind of demonstrate uh what she can do and we can talk to her about what she needs to work on in the off season and bring her back to training camp next year and she'll have had that experience you know and and so for me uh the decision with essence was more uh, a veteran player who um quite honestly wasn't playing great uh, but also that you know uh, she's probably not in the long-term plans of our team, whereas these young players could be. And so I would rather look at the young players for the balance of this season than, you know, just try to keep a veteran here if it made us win one or two more games. I think the big picture was more important to me. You know, you hear from Tebow thinking about this season in the context of not just getting another win here or there, um, but also thinking about the future. So what that tells me is that it's not that necessarily he's given up on the 2020 season, but I think he's just focused on doing what he can do to make his rookies, his young players, more comfortable. And that's important, and and it's it's almost utilizing this 2020 season um, the way you might utilize practice or a training camp in a regular season. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. And I also talked to Brian Agler about this, and I thought he broke it down, that last point, uh, really well. Uh, because I asked, you know, maybe you're not 
performing the way you want in the wins loss columns. So what are the other metrics? What are the other stats? And what are the other goals that you have as a team? How can you still make this season work for what you need? Here's what Brian Agler had to say. Brian Agler, head coach of the Dallas Wings. When you have a, a, a unique situation where you have young players and you are starting to establish yourself like the other franchises you mentioned, um, you know, what does that look like day to day as far as maybe not focusing so much on the wins and losses, but are there other metrics that you really hone in on for each individual player as a team? You know, what does that look like for you? Well, we're still learning a lot about ourselves as we put this group together, learning the team, but we, you know, we try to do two things. We try to give these young players some experience. We try to help them understand the importance of, apply, of taking on a, a scout for a game, applying the scout to competition. We talk with them about what, how it's important to, to stay focused and really get a, a lot out of each practice or shooting practice that you might have. So that's number one. You try to help them grow together. You look and study the team on what combinations and what groups play well together. And that's really important for this season as we move forward. We're, we're, what can we take from this season as we apply it to next season and beyond? But we give them a lot of individual attention. We watch individual film with them. Um, we, you know, we're, we're constantly meeting with them as a group and a, and a team. You know, right now we're playing every other day. So it's we don't really have a lot of practice time because in our days between games it's a lot of walkthrough and shooting and film work so it would be this team really needs um, a good solid week of practice you know just getting out and talking things through breaking the offense and defense down but we're just not we don't have the ability to do that right now and again you hear you hear uh brian agler talking about the importance of practice not a game not a game not a game we're talking about practice. But there's just no practice right now. There's no practice. And so the only way to get these players up to speed is by, you know, um, is, is by letting them play the games. Just letting them play in the games. And what's coming up next is getting into that. So it's not just a matter of getting anyone into the games, but there's some players that have been given opportunities because of the unique circumstances of the 2020 season. And I want you to hear from, uh, you know, one of the rookies that came in, didn't even get to training camp before being cut after being drafted and a player that was released from the team that she played for last year and then picked up with another team. So there's so many opportunities that are opening up. And I'm going to walk you through some of the players that are making the best of their opportunities, including someone that you're going to hear from on Howard Mendel's show on Friday. All of that coming up. You know, we're talking about players, we're talking about finding the right pieces, and we can see that this wobble season, that is really difficult to do. It's also difficult to do when you're trying to find the right pieces for your vehicle. You go to a mechanic and, and you can be overwhelmed. Or even if you know what you want, then you have to find an auto body shop that has exactly what you need. But you get none of that when you go to rockauto.com. It's a family business. You know I tell you all the time. That's my favorite thing about rockauto.com. It's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
So if you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and find exactly what you need. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts and tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Again, head over to rockauto.com right now. You can see all the parts available for your car or truck and you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. In the last segment, we heard from Brian Agler, head coach of the Dallas Wings. His team is definitely a team that uh, is clawing their way, trying to, you know, Dallas for the last few years has been right there in that 8-9 spot. And it looks like they're going to be there again. You know, Gabe and Amy, again, if you didn't listen to Monday's show, they gave their power rankings. And I think um, it sounded like uh, Gabe was maybe a little bit uh, more feeling Washington getting that eighth spot. But we'll see what happens. Maybe that's a little hometown bias. uh, But we'll see what happens. Um, Either way, Dallas has struggled. They also have struggled with injuries. Mariah Jefferson has been out with an injury. Uh, you see that Satu Sabali, uh, she had a, uh, she rolled an ankle, then she was fine, but then her back started to seize up, so she's missed a few games down the stretch. It's a tough season. It's a, it, and last week, my goodness, it was just bam, 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 so many games, you know, three games a day for 12 days straight. That's that's insane. It was insane for me covering the league, let alone for the players. But that said, um, some players have had it tough even coming in. And so we see like a Shea Petty was a, a coach, got a ring as a coach for Washington. Lindsey Gibbs talked about that with Megan McPeak. For one of our episodes a week or two ago, um, we have Rashonda Gray, who was with the New York Liberty, was let go by the Liberty, and then got picked up by her hometown team, the Los Angeles Sparks. And so I asked Rashonda a little bit about that, what that says about where the state of the game is. Here's what she had to say. Um, as you can see, like you can see women's basketball is starting to grow. So we need more teams, of course, because there's so much talent coming out of college. But um, I think it's a great, I mean, we all knew that we're great. We knew that women are special. And now like the world obviously gets to see how great we are and how much we bring to the table more than just basketball. Another thing that's been really tough is the rookie class. Not all rookies, well, no rookies had a training camp uh, in the traditional sense. And some rookies never even got to suit up for training camp before getting cut. Never even dribbled a basketball professionally. And I want you to hear from Taya Cooper when it comes to how difficult that has been. When you think about uh, the unique circumstances that your draft class Uh, had to go through I mean what were some of the more challenging periods of being drafted not having uh, 
to show up to any training camp because of coronavirus and then um, you know flash forward to what you're doing with the sparks now what were some of the more challenging aspects of that um i think the most challenging part was like not having a season so not knowing how draft night was going to go not knowing if you did enough or if you did in the time that you had of your season and um then it's like uh the pay cap happened and they had to pick certain people and not knowing if you was ever going to get a chance because you didn't get to have a training camp you didn't get to have an opportunity so just that i think that was hard mentally and like trying to figure out what could you do and Rashonda and taya both with los angeles who again going back to these midweek power rankings according to your favorite locked on women's basketball hosts Gabe and Amy, I mean, after me, of course. <laughs> all love, all love. We're, we all love each other. We're a family, as Gabe said on Monday. But, um, you know, Gabe has LA number two in his power rankings. I think Amy has Vegas over LA. But, you know, both of these women were on the outside looking in. And then the situations and circumstances of the wobble uh, gave them an opportunity. And they took that opportunity. But you know who else uh, traded, actually, from L.A., playing with Dallas, hadn't seen a lot of time, and then, boom, had a big game for Dallas, massive win over Phoenix over the weekend. That's the one, the only, Jersey girl, Marina Mabry. And that's what I love. And that's kind of what Rashonda was getting into. But that's what I love about the WNBA overall. But this wobble season, although it gives me a lot of anxiety, everything from dealing with coronavirus, but also the injuries. It's such a whiplash season, fast pace. I'm always concerned about injuries and the long-term health. But you know what? The, that, uh, that means that players have to step up. And players like Marina Mabry know how to step up big but don't take my word for it. Later this week, our own Howard Megdal, yes, is going to have the one, the only, Jersey girl Marina Mabry on the show. So if you are not locked on to women's basketball, now's the time to get locked on to women's basketball. Make sure you are following us on Twitter, subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform, and make sure you rate and review. We are giving you very unique Five days a week, we're giving you very unique coverage, covering all bases, in-depth team analysis with Lindsey Gibbs. We're giving you the talking heads and the analysis and, and, you know, the back and forth with Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert on Mondays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I kind of fill in the gaps, give you a little bit of a recap, and then also do a deep dive into social justice, which we will do on Thursday with Bria Felician and then Howard Magdal heavy hitter Howard Magdal giving you one-on-one interviews with all of the players, coaches, analysts, etc. that you want to hear from. Talk high-level women's basketball. Subscribe, smash that subscribe, let someone else know, share this podcast, and we'll catch you next time.